0: Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Jones podcast, where we show off our enthusiasm and, well, Jones for fantasy sports to help you win your league. Now let's Jones some fantasy.
1: Win big in 2021 with Rotoballer.com's NFL Premium Pass. Are you ready to dominate your season-long in DFS leagues? Roto Ballers NFL Premium Pass and Draft Kit includes rankings, projections, and cheat sheets for all formats. Get exclusive draft articles, DFS tools, lineup optimizers, and premium Slack chats. Join in on the winning and take 50% off on any premium pass. Use the promo code BRAF, F-R-A, for another 10% discount. Just visit rotoballer.com slash radio, sign up today, and start balling like a boss.
0: Welcome to the Fantasy Jones. I'm Carlos Marion and I'm here with Frank Amarante. Frank, how's your night going?
1: Going fantastic. We're recording this at uh, 9.30 Eastern time uh, on Tuesday night. And we're just so close. I could smell it. The NFL season's right on the horizon. And uh, so hyped for that Thursday night or between the Bucks and Cowboys. It's that time, Frank, it's that
0: time of the year. we just have football for hours and hours and hours every Sunday, it's gonna be fantastic. But Thursday night, we have our first game. The Dallas Cowboys are facing off against the Super Bowl champions. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Frank, What's going to go on in this game? What do you think?
1: Well, before I get right into that, let's talk about some injury notes heading into this game. So for the Cowboys, Zach Martin, who's one of their best offensive linemen, is going to miss this game. I believe he has, uh, like, he's on the COVID list. Yeah. Yeah. So he's unlikely to play. That's a big loss, especially considering the Bucks. Uh, defense is absolutely a brick wall against the run. Like it's just ridiculous how good they they've been against the run in recent seasons. So the fact that that Zeke will have to play without one of his best offensive linemen is is concerning. And then you have the fact that that um, Dak is making his return from the uh, ankle injury from last year, and you know he had that shoulder issue. And you're facing a Bucks defense that has a good pass rush so it's a little bit concerning for the Cowboys in that sense I just want to pull up just to give the, re- the listeners a, a sense of how good the Bucks rush defense is last year they allowed 3.52 yards per carry the next closest was the Eagles allowing 3.7 so almost like 0. 0.2 more uh, 0.2 fewer yards per carry that's how good this defense is they're returning virtually all their starters so much continuity on this team now to talk about some injury notes for the Bucks uh, Antonio Brown didn't practice today because of a knee issue that they're not really saying he's in jeopardy of missing the game but it's worth noting that he missed practice today being Tuesday and the game's on Thursday and Godwin popped up on the injury report with a quad but he did get in a limited practice so he should be able to play but looking at this game the Bucks are favored by eight points and the total is 51 and a half so it's a projection of you know the defending Super Bowl champions winning by more than a touchdown in what should be a high scoring game I just don't think in Dak's first game back the Cowboys Will be able to hang with the Bucks in this game, maybe for a short period, but then the Bucks pull away. It just the way this game looks is that the Bucks should be able to control it and win by double double digits. What do you think uh, about this game?
0: Honestly, it just seems like a good old fashioned beatdown. But honest, I think they have, uh, like you said, uh, especially uh, early on. Maybe opening drive TD. They get the ball first and the cowboys score and you know the hype train begins right i could see that but again like you said they're so much better than them talent wise they can just slowly beat them down and maybe they can establish more of a, a running game against the cowboys really control the clock too take it because like because there's going to be so much attention they have great corners so it's not as if it's a a position of strength to attack right the their rush defense I don't think is good whatsoever like it's decent but last year where they really had a terrible team so but it's just like it's Tom Brady opening night these teams don't lose it's a great great opportunity to just hammer some hammer some uh, bucks in DFS honestly this week
1: yeah and we're gonna get into that but uh what you're I totally agree with that. I just think, I think the Cowboys are going to be good this season. It's just, it's a bad spot for them to face the one of the one of, if not the best team in football. Like I think the Cowboys as Dak gets back to form, will get better as the season goes along, but week one, his first game back against the bucks. It's just a very bad spot for them. So I agree with you there. If I had to bet on the spread I would take the Bucks at minus eight. I'd lay the points, even though it's more than a touchdown. I'm okay with it because like you said, this game could get out of hand with the, you know, with this nasty defense and with, you know, Dak trying to find his legs. So I do like the the minus eight. The total I'm less confident in just because, you know, both these offenses can put up points in a hurry. So I wouldn't touch the total, but I would do. This is my favorite bet before we get into the DFS is I would do a teaser, I would tease the minus eight down and take the bucks minus one. So a seven point teaser. For those who don't know, a teaser is like a parlay, except you make the spread lower and the total lower to make it easier for you. But obviously, it pays less than a parlay. So I would tease the bucks down to minus one. And I would tease the total down to 44 and a half and bet the over because 44 and a half is pretty, I mean, you got to think they go over that. That's all you need for that is a 27-20 win, basically. The Bucks at minus one, I really would be very surprised if they lost this game. So that, that's a better option for me than taking the other way where you could go the, the Cowboys at minus fifteen. I mean, plus 15, because it wouldn't shock me if the Bucks won by three touchdowns and just no. uh, poured on the points. So I'd rather... He's it down for the favorite Bucks and and go on the over.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's I can see this game getting out of hand really quickly too. So I don't know. I maybe well, maybe we'll see the Cowboys show something. This me I don't hope much for them, but this is a team that has great offensive weapons. They have uh their offensive line is in kind of a patchwork right now. We'll see how Tyron Smith is is this year, but Honestly, this is a team that maybe, like you said, maybe not week one later on the season will be better as Dak progresses, but I'm not a not
1: a fan. So go Bucks.
0: <laughs>
1: well, we'll see what happens. But let's get right into the DFS slate. We're gonna focus on the one single game, also called a showdown slate, where you only take players in this one game. Uh, On DraftKings, you have six flexes. On FanDuel, or sorry, on both of them, you have... No, no, FanDuel, sorry, you have five flexes. So FanDuel five, DraftKings six. We could start with DraftKings, but before we do, I should let our listeners know some tips on how to approach this single-game slate. For one, if you're entering a large tournament especially because you only start 6 or 5 players you need to find a way to get contrarian which means you need to find a player that not a lot of players are using so don't be afraid to spend significantly lower than the salary cap don't feel like you have to get right to the right to the limit like maybe 200 less or 300 because everyone's thinking that way and if you leave some salary on the table that can make you have a contrarian lineup. At least, Also, you don't have to get too contrarian. So you're not going to play like, you know, Gio Bernard, uh, Leonard Fournette, Michael Gallup, Gronk. And you like, you're not going to play it like that. You won't win. So you have to play some popular players, but they have to be mixed in with a couple like contrarian players, players that are not really rostered. So that's one thing. The next tip is build your lineup with like a, a potential game script in mind. So let's say I thought of it like the Bucks are going to air it out, run up the score, and just throttle the Cowboys in this game. In that case, I would play Brady with maybe three of his pass catchers and then maybe play one Cowboy, like say a receiver, just because I'll try to save money and not play both quarterbacks maybe a receiver like Gallup who won't be really rostered since he's the number three and he's a deep threat. So he could, I'd be hoping that he gets loose for one big play. So that could be one way to look at it. If you looked at it in a way uh, where the bucks control the clock, run the football, their defense plays amazing. Then you might use, you might still use, or you might not even use Brady in that case. You might go with Dak. But you might go with Ronald Jones. You might play the Bucks defense and hope for turnovers and something like that. So you always have to think of a, of a way that you think the game will go while you're building your lineup in a single game slate. That's one thing to remember. So we're going to go through the players here. Why don't we start uh, to let our listeners know that in this st- type of slate, there's one player that you put as your MVP or as your captain, and that, that player gets 1.5 times their actual points. So this is the player that you want to, that if you think they'll get the most points, you put them there. My uh, advice is the quarterback is always going to be the popular play at the captain position because quarterbacks tend to score the most points. So if you liked Brady to really tear it up in this game, you could put him as the captain. So let's start with this lineup on DraftKings. So I'm going to put Brady as the captain, and I'm going to play play some of his pass catchers. Now, if we look on DraftKings, Mike Evans is 9,200, Godwin's 8,600, and Antonio Brown is 5,600. So just looking at that, I'll tell you what that shows me. Antonio Brown is gonna be super popular because he's only 5,600. Everyone is going to want to play him because he's 3,000 cheaper than Godwin and almost 4,000 cheaper than Mike Evans. So if you're entering like a massive tournament, it might be a good idea to avoid Antonio Brown in this one. So let's say I went Brady with Evans, Godwin, and then I'm avoiding Antonio Brown but I want another pass catcher. So, who am I going to play on DraftKings? I'm going to play Gio Bernard. He's only $2,000. Super, super cheap. And the reason for that is Bernard projects to play on a lot of passing downs, if not all of them. And we could get lucky into a Brady, a few check downs. Maybe Bernard gets into the end zone. So, I have four bucks here. And because I played. Uh, Bernard and he saved so much money I might be able to squeeze in Dak so I squeeze in Dak and and hope he has to air it out to play catch up I'm looking here though and the problem with playing Dak is that there's really no pass catcher I can combine him with and if I play a quarterback I I don't want to play him alone I want to play him with someone to throw to so with this particular lineup I might not even play Dak instead of Dak I might play someone like CeeDee Lamb, and then I have 5,200 left.
0: Take Ronald Jones there. Is that what, 5,000? Oh, let me see.
1: Yeah, there you go. You could take Ronald Jones like that. So in this case, we look at this lineup. We got Godwin, Evans, uh, Brady, Bernard, and Ronald Jones, and with CeeDee Lamb. So what we would hope to happen is basically a Bucks blowout. Brady's airing it out, and then they just pound it with Ronald Jones later, and maybe CeeDee Lamb gets a few catches and whatnot. The problem, like, we don't want to play Dak here is because we don't have money. Who are we going to play if we play Dak? You're going to be stuck with the likes of, let me just take a look here, because Dak's 10000 So you're going to be stuck with someone like Cowboys defense. You're not going to play that.
0: This is something with Dak you would take as more of um, when you take out one of like you take out the pass catcher and you take out one of his, uh, like Godwin or Evans and you put in Antonio Brown, that'd be probably the most popular one, right?
1: Yeah, you're right. So that's a good idea. So let's think of the most popular one too. If we went and with what you're saying, Brady and Evans, and then you went with uh, Antonio Brown, let's say you played Bernard too, to save money because he's only 2000. Then you have Dak and you still have 6,000 left. The thing is, you're just two hundred. Le- you're two hundred less. Uh, you don't. You're you're just two hundred dollars short of getting Michael Gallup. So if we switched from Mike Evans to went to crit. Godwin, yeah. Now we have six thousand six hundred, so we can use Dak and Gallup. Now you're thinking, Frankie. <laughs> this could be a popular group because I think. You know, I think Antonio Brown, like I said, will be super popular. You might even see Bernard be popular because of how ridiculously cheap he is. Like, I'll I'll read some names who are close to 2000 in price. Like, 1200 is Cedric Wilson. Who? On the Cowboys, yeah. <laughs> like a special teamer. Cowboys defense, 3000 Greg Zerline. So Bernard could end up being very popular. One way is if you liked this lineup... Is To try to make your team different is instead of putting Brady as the captain, you might put Dak Prescott, or you might go even super contrarian and play a wide receiver, like a big play threat, maybe like a Gallup, but it's too risky to do that. If you were to play a non-quarterback at captain in this game, so I'm going to pick mine. And I'll ask you for yours, but if I play a non-quarterback at captain here, it would probably be Ceedee lamb because I think he's going to be the best receiver on the Cowboys this year. And I think he has the most upside and the most, the highest ceiling on a, on a game to game basis. I'll go CD lamb. And if I go with the bucks, I'd probably go Mike Evans because we see Mike Evans really get loose deep and he can really rack up multiple touchdowns. So I think we're gonna keep our four captain options to only Brady, Dak, Evans, and Lamb. And if we think about it with Dak, the fact that it's his first game back, you know what? Let's not even use Dak as a captain. We're gonna limit it to only Brady, Evans, and CeeDee Lamb. What do you think? Who would you what do you think of any non-quarterback as your captain? Out
0: of those three, I'd probably go with Evans, but I'm really interested in Godwin this week. I think, you know, the reports are saying that he might be injured, but I think he's, if he's okay with Mike Evans, like uh, there are good cornerbacks on Dallas, you know, Trayvon Diggs. If they're going to, if they man him up against Evans, Godwin could get some nice open area to play with. I'm, I'm not sure. I guess that's the same logic of why Antonio Brown would get some targets tonight, but, uh, Yeah, I I like that too. Yeah, I think Godwin over Evans, uh, you know, as an Evans owner, I think Godwin over Evans on Thursday, just as like a hunch. Nothing really to that, but.
1: No, I like that. I like Godwin as the best receiver on this team. I think he'll rack up catches. I could absolutely be on board with Godwin as the captain too. The reason why I, I went with Evans is my preferred choice like if I'm starting in a season-long league I like Godwin a bit more than Evans I think he's safer but if I'm thinking I want the, I want a player that's just going to go nuts right I want him to explode and if you look at some of Evans games like last year he, he caught 10 passes for 181 yards two touchdowns 122 yards one touchdown Godwin's more the steady guy that he might go 90 100 yards get eight catches even if we go back to 2019 Evans had a game with 12 catches 180 yards one touchdown the game before that 11 catches 198 yards two touchdowns like he has some really massive games so that's the only reason but I I do I don't disagree with going Godwin he would he would I'd even prefer Godwin at captain than Dak I I don't see Dak really having a ceiling type of game here in his first game back, so we can throw him out of the mix. We can keep it as Brady, Evans, Godwin, and C D Lamb as our captains.
0: All right, I'll, I'll do one with uh, Godwin. You do one with Evans or sure. C D Lamb or C D Lamb.
1: I'll go. With, I'll go with Evans just because I think that's one of the Bucks is probably best as captain. So let's say we win Evans. I'll start, then you can go. So we go Evans, Brady. I think because we have Evans at captain, we can, you know, eat that chalk, as they say with Antonio Brown. And then we can play Gio Bernard. We fit in CeeDee Lamb. And let's see how much salary we have left over. We have 9,200 left over. We have, with this type of team, we have enough for Cooper, but... I might be inclined to play Gallup and then switch Bernard. Oh, there you go. And then I switch Antonio Brown and I have enough for Godwin. So there we have it. I went with Evans at captain, Tom Brady, Chris Godwin, Gio Bernard, CD lamb and Michael Gallup. I put Gallup there just because he runs deep routes. Maybe he gets loose deep.
0: Okay. I'm just finishing up mine. I have uh
1: so while while you're finishing it up, you know, Ronald Jones, we've seen him have a ceiling before he rushed for 190 yards against the Panthers. It's just hard to envision him really spiking and going off this in this game just because there's Fournette still there and Gio's going to take in some work as well. But uh I think you have to really consider using Bernard, especially because this is DraftKings. This is PPR. And Bernard can catch like even if he catches five passes for, like, or let's say four pass catches for, like, 28 yards, that's still 6.8 points. And on his 2,000 salary, like, you'll take that. So. I would have
0: used Bernard, but I wanted to spice it up a bit. I didn't want to stay similar to you. So I have Godwin as my captain. I have Antonio Brown and Mike Evans. Now, I didn't go with Tom Brady. I went with Dak. Gallup and Ronald Jones now the reasoning behind that what if uh you know I'm going to get the points from Brady with Godwin and Evans and Brown and I put it all on that what if they take a lead early and they have to catch up Dallas tries to catch up with Dak and Gallup No, you wanted to pair them with the wide receiver so I could get Gallup at 6200 and uh as con- this is probably as contrarian as it gets when in terms of you know not putting in Brady and not putting him as captain so this yeah. is just completely removing him and then using Dak at the same time right so yeah
1: i like one thing i like you that you said there is that if someone like if a ton of people have all three of these bucks receivers they're likely to have Brady too so the fact that you didn't would really make your team very different And uh, so I'd be on board with that as well. Let's do a quick look at FanDuel now. I'm going to, this one's half PPR. This one, you only start five and there's no defenses. And also this one, one difference is that like DraftKings will have some players that are super like cheap. Like if you look on the list here, Scotty Miller is 1,600. Tyler Johnson's 1,000. You don't really get that huge difference in price in in FanDuel the minimum is 5,000 doesn't matter if it's a nobody or if it's a player who might play a little bit the minimum's 5,000 so you don't have such a disparity in price there so if we look on this one I'm not as interested in Gio Bernard because he's not 2,000 on this one on this app he's 7,000 so he's he's like only 2,000 cheaper than Ronald Jones He's and Fournette's actually more expensive than Ronald Jones here. He's at 11,000. So if we look at this one, uh, let's say if I try to put Evans again, especially because this is half PPR, so that's good for Evans and the way he scores with mostly touchdowns and deep passes. So Evans, I might go Brady, then. Let's see if I could fit in Godwin and Dak. Let's just take a look. And if I did that, I would not be able to fit them in. So I take Godwin out. I might go with someone like, let's say I went with Antonio Brown. That would leave me with 6,500 remaining. At that point, there's slim pickings here. So it's tough. So you might want to, on FanDuel, just go with a Bucks onslaught, meaning play four Bucks and just one Cowboy. So I might go Evans, Brady, Godwin, then I go Antonio Brown, and then I have. Let's take a look here. I have nine thousand five hundred left. I can play Michael Gallup. So that that way the Bucks are just. That's a projection where the Bucks blow out the Cowboys, and um, then the Cowboys just get one play loose deep to Gallup. If you want to get super contrarian and save money, maybe you play Scotty Miller. I mean, we saw last year he had those random deep receptions for touchdowns. Maybe he gets that. It's super risky, but that's what you have to do here. So that's definitely worth a look as well. Just remember to, to keep in mind the differences in the format because P- DraftKings is PPR and FanDuel is half PPR. And I would fade Gio Bernard on ha- on FanDuel.
0: Yeah, it's completely different, these prices. It's really something.
1: Oh, yeah, a lot different. And it it makes it, like, DraftKings helps you a bit because of those super cheap players.
0: Yeah. Over here, everyone's relatively the same price. Yeah, and
1: it makes it tough to, to get to jam in both quarterbacks. Yeah, you can. It's, it's because of the
0: high prices, $16,055. Yeah.
1: It's a lot, right? It's just super tough. But one player we haven't really mentioned at all that we should talk about is Zeke. What do you think of Zeke in this game? You can go first, and I'll give, I'll give my input. Well,
0: obviously, the outlook for Zeke took a big hit with Zach Martin. So there was that report Jerry Jones came out saying that, uh, well, we don't know. We're going to check the final day. He has two days to get help. But now it's just basically pretty much a foregone conclusion. But I think in in a contrarian type of look i could see him getting a lot of yards meaningless yards so like getting racking up his racking up his yards but i i don't like taking a chance if i'm going to put like real money into this for dfs or anything i'm not going to put so you can in many lineups maybe one just to be like like i said contrarian but It's tough for me to see a a venue where the Cowboys are going to keep running the ball, right? So,
1: yeah, it's going to, it's hard to see a scenario where they really have any form of success running the ball. For Zeke to have a nice game, he probably has to get into the end zone twice somehow, maybe rack up a lot of checkdowns. That could lead us, speaking of checkdowns, you could look at Tony Pollard. Maybe, maybe if it becomes a total blowout, he just comes in and just gets these garbage time receptions. Or maybe he plays a bit of a role. Like, he's a good player. We've seen him perform well, especially last year when Zeke missed that one game. I think Pollard had 120 total yards or something like that. So he's a good player. But one thing to remember, especially with these, like, if you're joining the massive tournament that pays, like, there's, like, the Thursday million, it is very, very tough. Like, your lineup has to be perfect, and there has to be, like, there has to be some sort of contrarian factor to it i'll give you two examples so last year one of the best single slate lineup i had it was in a i joined like a single entry one so single entries are easier to win because you're not competing against people who are putting in 150 lineups like that's tough to compete against so it was in a single entry and i think set like first place was a thousand and anyway long story short i ended up winning five hundred It was because I played the uh, Packers and 49ers game. So I had Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I even had Aaron Jones. But the guy that I had that that went off, it was a week where Brandon Ayuk was out, George Kittle was out, uh, Debo Samuel was out. I believe uh, Nick Mullins was starting. Yes, he was. So I used Richie James. So I picked one of the random receivers who was, projected to basically play a lead role that game and i and it was a coin flip and and it hit and he went off he got like 150 yards so because of that and he was like less than 10% rostered that pushed me up and that helped me win so that's just to give you a sense it's not always like that but if like the really popular lineup wins you end up splitting with like especially if it's a big tournament you might split with like 10 people so instead of winning say 5000 you might win 600 which sucks because you put together a lineup that was good enough to win but you it's basically negative EV so negative expected value you're putting in the same money in a huge field but you're going to win a lot less cuz your team is too popular so that's not something to remember when building this another example just to show you how crazy people get with contrarian plays There was one game, it was the Raiders last year. I forgot who they played on Monday night. And Derek Carr got injured early. Like, I don't know, enough for Marcus Mariota to come in and make an impact. And guys still had Mariota on the team. Because they did it just in case that he came in, there was an injury. Because if he does come in and perform well, you have a player that literally almost no one has. And it really pushes you up the ranks. But that's only in a case where you're putting in, like, 20 lineups and you're willing to burn one in the highly likely outcome that the quarterback doesn't get hurt. Just a, just a couple examples to keep in mind when you're playing these single slates.
0: That's wild. That's a yeah. crazy story. Imagine. Two, yeah, like, that has to be, a like, a like, an algorithm, like a robot literally taking that lineup here, just put this, this is one of the, only possible lineups with that money and then you just make it yeah someone is that
1: it's make, hard
0: you know rationally think through a Marcus Mariota start because you feel like Derek car Derek Carr's arm is like a little weak today. His elbow looked yeah, off and pretty- just
1: <laughs> total luck. But that's kind of the thing that you need to win the really massive tournaments. Like, these are tens of thousands, even 100,000 people in it. And the thing with those tournament, like, for example, the Thursday million on FanDuel is almost a million entries. Do you know, like, Yeah, that's quiet. how hard that's... that is going to be to win? And the thing is, if you play too many of these types of tournaments and only play in those, it's going to suck. Because you're going to be watching. You're like, oh, my God, every one of my players is going off. And you're winning $10. Because you're not even, you're still not close to the top. So, to our listeners, I know many have said this this is, you have to play, try to limit, maybe put in one or like a little, like a small percentage of your lineups. You could put in this large field just to sort of almost like a lottery ticket, try to win that massive payout. But for the most part, play single entry, smaller field tournaments. So, if you look on FanDuel, it's hard the the problem with fanduel is that if you don't want to if you want to keep it to 2 to 5 dollars there's still pretty large entries but once you get to sunday you can there'll be more options for you but like for example like for example there's a tournament on sunday on fanduel 5 dollars but there's only a, a 1000 entrants. so that's easier to win that's something that you can look at even with the single slate one other thing i want to say with the single slate is especially with the single slate is don't get too excited about your lineup. Like last year, there's a game, uh, the Ravens and Browns, it went nuts. It was so high scoring. I was looking good. Like I was in the money. It was like late third quarter, but because the game got so high scoring and out of hand in the fourth, it just changed in a hurry. And I just went from like in the top 25 to not even winning anything. So it could change so fast, especially with the single slate. So don't even get hyped for your team until, honestly, the last five minutes. You just watch the game, and you're not, you're not. You'll you'll cheer obviously when the player you use uh, scores a touchdown or something, but don't start saying, "Oh look, look, I might win it." No, don't, because you're gonna find yourself disappointed. Trust me, it's from first-hand experience. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's. I guess that's with anything. Just
0: never you know just expect the worst and just hope for the best yeah you know ex- you know just expect for things to not come your way and then when they come your way it looks like a gift but frank we went through some great some great different uh, lineups here i think i'm ready to put in my lineup they will do it right after the show
1: Ready? We'll lock it in. We'll even tweet out a lineup on the Fantasy Jones account, sample lineup for you to see. Maybe I'll, I'll even tweet one on my account just to get get the juices flowing, get everyone hyped for this Thursday night slate. You know, you know, I gotta play it. But one recommendation is another last word is just keep your focus on the Sunday games because the larger slate it, it is tough. Don't don't go overboard with these single slates because you know. It's tough, man. It's like this one involves more luck because it's only five, six players you're starting. At least the other ones where you're starting a full lineup, it's easier to build and project. And so, don't go overboard, basically. Yeah,
0: there's there's more um, there's more more ways and varieties to win in the combination of players with that way. And as get, Frank, I gotta I gotta put this lineup in. I gotta I gotta get out of here. This is.
1: Let's get on with it. Andy. I can't wait
0: for I can't wait for Thursday, Frank. It's getting we're almost here. Almost. Can't wait. Anyway, Frank, so cool. we shall meet again. Thank you for tuning in to the Fantasy Jones Podcast. Keep up with the Fantasy Jones on Twitter, Instagram, and our website, thefantasyjones.com.